right. Welcome to the All Walks of Art podcast. This is Mike Worth, your host, and I'm here with my lovely friend, lovely, Paul huh? Ramey. Yeah, lovely, yeah, yeah. Lovely Paul, friend, Paul, Paul Ramey. Ramey. I like that. Um, the podcast, I want to make this clear because I've got a couple people who listen who just don't quite get it, and this will make sense. A couple? Yeah, yeah, a few. Um, it's, it's a podcast where we drink. I want it to feel like we're in a lounge. We're just talking shop. A couple of artistic, creative guys just getting together and talking about stuff. And then sometimes we'll have a guest. So that's kind of the idea. Um, so if you're tuning in for the first time, that's what this is about. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to episodes one through 12. So you can get a feel for how, uh, how awesome naughty we can be and crazy and off the charts. I'm going to do my best really to not bore people with art. I know I have a tendency to go down a deep path with everything being really dry and I just definitely don't want it to be that way. So without further ado, we're going to get started today. And once again, you don't know, Paul, what we're talking about. Now, well, <laughs> well, that's kind of, yes. Generally, you can assume I don't know what we're talking about, but yeah, I don't yeah. even know what we're going to talk about today. Oh yeah. Well, this is episode 13 and uh, every, every now and again, you'll hear a little ding and a all kinds of noises you're probably used to thinking of it. That means your Viking got his axe. Uh, that's when right. you hear me. Yeah, yeah. And a, and a little <laughs> one got his meal in there. So anyway, today we're recording this on Father's Day. So happy Father's Day, Paul. Yes, thank you. You too. Happy Father's thank you, Day to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to make you a dirty martini because that's what a father has when he comes home from work. At least that's what it was in the 1950s. Every time you turn on TV, the, when the beaver had a hard day, his dad would come home and give him all this really good information about, hey, Beave, this is what's up. I don't know if he had a beer or a martini, but it sounded cool, right? Yeah. What, what right. makes a dirty martini? A I've, dirty, never, I've never had a martini. A dirty martini is basically an olive-based type of liquor uh, drink, I should say, a cocktail. Man, like, I'm, I'm all like, over the place I like today, olives. Right? All right. So it's got olive brine. And I make mine with gin. I know a lot of people don't. They like it with uh, vodka, but I think it's a proper martini if it's made with gin. And uh, dry vermouth. So basically, it's two ounces of gin, two-thirds of an ounce of dry vermouth, and two-thirds of an ounce of olive brine. And we'll mix that all together. Now, I'm also kind of a purist, but I'm going to break rules today because it's fucking fun. All right? <laughs> when you put gin in a drink, Generally, I'm going to say every time you probably should not shake it. So this is not a 007 thing. It's not a reference to steak and uh, steak and steak and not not steak, not curd. Steak and not shaked. What? <laughs> uh, shake and not stirred. Right? You know that that's a different drink. That's a Vespa. Right? That's still a martini, but it's a different kind of martini. So, what? Yeah, it is. There's all kinds of different martinis. Can you believe that? No, I really so, like. I'm. You know, me being a basically a non-drinker until well, I start hanging around you. Cosmopolitan. The glass. A cosmopolitan is a type of martini? Yeah, yeah. Chocolate martini. There's a grasshopper that's a martini. All kinds of neat martinis. But this is this to me is the classic, you know, I'm gonna go home. But what's the one on. common thread between all these martinis? Well, so we're so I'm clear on what's going on. Like uh, what's I don't know that there really is a common thread other than it's just a the glassware, maybe. I, I don't know. That's a good question. Little shallow glass. That's the only thing that makes it a martini. I don't know. I, I just I really don't know. That's a really good question. I'm very confused. I mean, mixology is an art. Okay, so I well, I don't think we're really far out in left field when we bring up having a drink, right? So, but a margarita, a margarita can have some different things in it, but it pretty much always has tequila in it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's why I'm I don't out. I don't know that there well. I don't want to overstep my bounds because I am not a bartender. I will say that. So, I mean, there's probably stuff out there that well, you, you couldn't. Know. I mean, it seems like you might be. Yeah, there's a there's a mix here. There's a there's a lot going on. So, I'm going to let you talk while I make. All right. So you uh, you can do the play by play or whatever it is you want to do. But uh, I'm going to shake it because, like I said, it's fun. All right. And it's quick and easy, and I'm faster that We're way. Shaking it like 007. I'm going to shake it like it owes me money and I'm going to wait till the 10 frosts so that I know it's good. <laughs> All right, then. All right. So stepping away. All right. He's up here at his uh, portable bar that he's got set up here. 
Very interesting. It is. It's a drafting table. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's a drafting table. It is. Now he's getting ice out with salad tongs. That's interesting. Yep. Well, we are deep, deep in the hills of Southern Ohio. So. And now he's getting ice with salad tongs for the second glass. I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I don't think I've ever had a martini, so I'm kind of interested. In. Sorry for the audio. I'm stepping away. Just bear with me. We'll probably cut some of this out, shorten it up, you know, or or we'll leave it. So now he's pouring some clear liquid into. <laughs> What is that? Gin. gin? Yeah. What makes it, what constitutes a gin? Uh, it's, it's got botanical. It's juniper. Juniper? Yeah. So, it's got berries. So they get juniper berries. That's why you don't shake it. Juniper berries, huh? Juniper berries. What happens if you shake juniper berries? But, but they're gone. <laughs> they're crushed into nothing. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. All right, so this is driving He's putting dry vermouth into the little silver thing here. There's a name for that too, I think. A Boston shaker. A Boston shaker, yes. And he's got a, looks like a crack spoon. That <laughs> is. Just, just the whole back of Pouring olive juice into the, uh, into the whole concoction here. This is interesting. I could have took I could have took video with my phone and we could have made it all grainy and made it look old timey. It would have been sweet. Could have give it that uh, what's that that yellowing that they call that? What is that? All right. All right. He shook it up. Didn't seem like he shook it very long. Now he, oh yeah. Now he put a spring thing in there in the top. And he's pouring it. Can you hear that? Maybe, maybe not. Wow, and you made just enough for two perfect, perfect martinis. You know what's up. Oh, we're getting an olive. I'm excited. I've never had one of these before. So. So I shouldn't just gulp it down. The olive dissolves into it. Are you supposed to grab, grab it? <laughs> are you supposed to grab it by the stem, Mike, or, <laughs> or what are we doing here? Well, you can do it however you want, Paul. Okay. Uh, as long as I don't get all over my my keyboard, I'll be okay. Wow, <laughs> that wow. would be expensive. Wow. All right, so I uh, wait till you hear that in playback, and it'll make it'll make more sense. Which <laughs> the space park easier for a reason? All righty. <laughs> So as you enjoy your martini, yeah, I'm gonna try. I, I do want to make an update and a correction to episode number twelve. I incorrectly incorrectly said that Caesar Santos, the artist, um, that he went to the Florence Academy of Art, and he did not. As I was listening back to the uh, playback, I didn't realize I'd said it that way. The atelier that he went to is in fact in Florence. I'm not sure you like it. I don't know. <laughs> That is different. It is dry. This is where we could put sweet vermouth in it and vodka, and you could probably tolerate it more. I dig them because they are salty. Good. Yeah, I like that. Atelier, you were saying about the atelier? Yes, yes. The, the atelier. In, atelier. Yeah, I can't get it in, uh, in Florence, Italy. Again, trying to correct what I what I said earlier about Caesar Santos. He actually uh, attended the Angel Academy of Art, um, not the Florence Academy of Art. So, big apologies to Caesar Santos and the Angel Academy of Art for clearly messing that up. Um, 
but yeah, I didn't catch it. I must have been in the moment, really kind of excited about talking uh, about Caesar. So, without further ado, as we're enjoying a drink, and well, I'm enjoying a drink. I don't know that Paul enjoys. It's kind of rough. <laughs> well, it's weird because I kind of like because I, you know, I do like. I like. Uh, it grows on you. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. The, I'm trying to plow through here because I kind of I, I like it's cold. I like yeah, it cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. I I love them. It's it's not a drink for somebody who likes sweet drinks. It's not sweet at all. No. So, but quite, oddly enough, like I love the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Unlike a lot of different alcohols, I hate the aftertaste. Right. This I love the aftertaste, but the first thing is just like, yeah. It's like, why are you doing this? Probably the gin. The gin's probably doing that to you. Um, it's and it's, Gene Simmons said to drink cold gin. It's cold gin time again. <laughs> i don't even i don't even have anything to follow that up with. did he did he patent that <laughs> he probably did i will probably get sued for saying it. i know right and he uh, don't even drink that's what makes it even more today's fun. theme though i gotta i gotta jump in there and kind of give you an overall feel for the theme and, and one of the reasons we're drinking beef eater gin is i'm somewhat of an anglophile you probably know that. I really like everything that has to do with uh, the UK, England, and just learning stuff. So I wanted that. We used that. to be part of that. Yeah, we yeah. Then that whole treason thing came up. Yep. And, you know, colony no more. <laughs> um, so I started a Discord server. You're on there. I, I see. I, I got you like more peer pressure. Got you into something else, even. I know. I got yeah another app on my phone. <laughs> so I started a Discord server called Mike's Lounge. It kind of ties in with this uh, this podcast and and basically my YouTube channel and my blog and all the things because I I just I enjoy having a a drink and I like hanging out with people and talking about stuff, you know. So that's kind of where this came from. And it will all make more sense over the years as this kind of goes together. And I really wish people at home or in your car or wherever you're listening to this could see Paul. He's he's like a little kid trying <laughs> something that he's not sure <laughs> that he wants. And he's he's like, okay, I'm going to drink it because he made it. <laughs> you don't have to drink no, it. No, I know. I'm trying to get to this olive, though. I love olives. and. <laughs> See, I feel there's like a prize there's a the, little the reward box. at the end here. <laughs> How many sips does it take to get to dissolve? Ah, <laughs> uh, that was. I'm just... also trying to find how, uh, you know, there's a certain. This is a sipping type thing. It is, and there's a certain amount where it's not that bad. You want to chase it with beer? No, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I got to put the beer back on ice. So that, that would be horrible. Yeah, we got a. A glass bucket of ice in here, so there's the beer. You do not see what those are, right? No. Am I supposed to know? No, it's a surprise. Wow. Days full of surprises. I I uh I went all uh, kind of out of my way here because you know Paul doesn't really drink. <laughs> no, but if, if, if you uh, listen to the last twelve episodes, <laughs> uh, you think think different. But <laughs> Mike's a bad influence. Yeah. Um, I like to try new things. I'm, yeah, life's all about experiences. It is, and. That's that's really why I started the the lounge, Mike's Lounge on Discord. Uh, and and folks, if you're listening and you want to get on there, uh, you, there's a link actually on the website for all walks of art. So if you Google all walks of art, you're going to find my website and all that jazz. But there are links there. There's links on my YouTube channel. If you go to michaelworth.com, there's links. I, I really don't want to get into the whole pimping myself out at the moment, but you get the idea. I'd, I'd love to have people in there. It's I'm on discord every day. I'd like uh, to have one of these made with pickle juice. Oh yeah. And then a little your pickle vodka. in it instead. Yeah. yeah let's, we'll have to try that. Yeah, All right. Anyway, we, go can, ahead. we can do that. We'll get sweet vermouth for that. Oh uh, yeah. Let's, we'll, let's do that. But yeah, being father's day, I just felt it was, you know, it's something to, you know, give you a, give you a try, <laughs> but there's something else, man, I am not talking well today. What, what is it? I'm, uh, this is my first drink. I will say 
I had a lot yesterday. I mowed grass and I had no responsibility at all. So it kind of went overboard, but you know, are we even doing art today? <laughs> are we talking about well, art? <laughs> isn't no, it all related? I, it is. It is. But I, the question of the day, there's actually a couple of questions, but this first question comes in from my, my friend Alejandro. He is a great, great mind. He's got really good uh, ideas for lots of different things. And uh, his questions are so good. Um, he said, is art created or discovered? And he doesn't want us to think of it in uh, growth type uh, parameters. He wants us to think philosophically. So is art created or discovered? Now, it's, to me, that if you think philosophically, that's the question of the chicken or the egg, right? Is which came first? Was it created and then appreciated to be art or was it just created? You know, if you write somebody a manual, let me, let me do this analogy. If you write an instructional manual on how to do something, most likely you, you are actually creating art form, literary art, right? You might even have pictures in there. Right. And you put it all together. Why don't we call that art? Why is it just an instructional manual? It's, uh, you know, nothing really as far as art, but it is. That's, to me, that's what I'm getting out of this. Well, there's a lot of different art forms. I mean, we've discussed that, but mm -hmm. I don't think, I think manuals, even though there is a, there's an art to it, there's not, a, I don't think there's necessarily a whole lot of room for creativity in that. I mean, yeah, how you arrange the yeah. illustrations and yeah. and how you go about presenting the the topic. But I mean, you have a if if you're doing if you're doing something like I think a manual is a good example. If you're doing um, a manual that's going to tell you how to get to point A to point B, mm -hmm. then you're you're making it inside that those constraints. So yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would necessarily, I would say there's art to it and there's art involved, but what I call the end result art, no, I would not. So because the parameters are a little too, um, it's too defined. If you take a, if you take a block of, uh, uh, marble and then you chisel a, uh, face out of it, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, some kind of sculpture, I mean, that was in a way, yeah, the art was already there. All you had to do was chip away the outside that mm -hmm. you're not making anything that's there. You're, yeah, you're, just you're taking it garbage. away, but <laughs> the sky is the limit. Yeah. You know, you're making that decision to make the cheeks that way to, mm -hmm. to, to make the, the back that way. Mm -hmm. Um, there really isn't a, it's not quite so, uh, defined. So, but yeah, true, I mean, there's art true. and, and manuals and there's artistic people do those kind of things. And, uh, yeah. teachers, I mean, you think about a, a teacher, not necessarily even an art teacher. Oh yeah. There is an art to teaching yeah. math and yeah. the way they go about it, the way they prepare and the way they interact with other human beings. But I wouldn't, I would not necessarily, I wouldn't call a math class art, but art is definitely involved. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah. I, does that make sense? It does. I, I think this is a very difficult question, and, and that's why I say Alejandro is really good at putting questions out there that are difficult. I was on his podcast once, and and it, it wasn't hard because we just chatted, but his questions really got me thinking. And this is one that really has me thinking philosophically about, you know, is it created or discovered? Because at some level, in, in what I do here with my paintings, um, if I do them just here in the house and I make the art, my intention is for it to be art, but at some level it, it's me making a product to make money because that's kind of how I'm going at this. But until it's discovered by a buyer, it's no longer a product for me to sell. It's art for them to have. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I guess if I break it down that way, I, I can kind of see, this is a tough question and I don't know that I'm actually answering it in a way that, uh, Alejandro would want me to, you well, know, let's I'm, get I'm really, on the phone here. I'm really, see where we're at really here. pondering Taking colors, colors <laughs> online too. I could probably get him on discord because yeah. he's, he's on there quite a bit too. He's part of the, the Mike's lounge. 
Uh, that's actually how this question came about. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to me when you do that. I'm going to look, um, if you can give me, give me what you think that question, how it applies to music, you know, cause are you making noise or are you making music? You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, you, you get, there's a point there, I guess. I want you to think of it. Well, did, uh, you think about, um, the black Sabbath, did they, did they create heavy metal or did they discover it? You know, I think a, a band like that, I think when you're doing something so different, I think, yeah, I think they did discover art. I think us and the later generations, we are, we are just finding it and reinterpreting it. You know, what do you got there? I have no idea how that just started popping up. I, I got to turn the volume down because I don't want to have to pay somebody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for, I really thought it'd be there. Maybe it's on mine. Uh, there's a, there was another question that came in on Twitter that I'm, I'm scrambling to find because I really want to answer it because it's, it's your buddy, Ryan from MG flash. So it's kind of important for me to answer. I, I really want to throw it in there. Okay. But let me um, ask you this. So, yeah. So you have, like we, we talk about, there's 12 notes in music in the Western scale. So mm -hmm. ev every bit of music that you've heard that's been, you know, uh, American or European music has been based on, on those 12 notes, whether it's the Beatles, mm -hmm. whether it's Cradle of Filth, whether it's um, Led Zeppelin. It's mm -hmm. all based basically on those 12 notes. So with visual art, I mean, when's the last time a new new color was discovered? I mean, you basically have all colors are derived from what? What's the basic? Yeah, you get the three primaries. Right. And, so and you have white and black. But so are you when you're slapping that onto a canvas? Are you are you creating it? or Are you discovering it? What What is it? Yeah, sometimes it's a happy accident, as as the man with the beautiful hair and calm voice on PBS had there. Yeah. Who's one of my favorites? Yeah, yeah I loved him. Uh, he was great. Uh, Bob Ross, for those of you not knowing. What but I would argue in that case, you're still not not necessarily creating it. You're just discovering it from within yourself. That's deep. It's already there. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know? Yeah. Man, I like to know what other people think. This is It would be nice to have a call-in line, wouldn't it? Doing these live. Maybe not. Some other day. That's more gear. <laughs> I don't need more gear. Anyway, uh, the second question of the day uh, comes from Ryan. I'm going to, uh, basically, uh, he asks... Ryan Coyer from MG Flash. Yeah, yeah, Follow yeah. us at mgflash.com. All right, go ahead. There you go. Sponsored by... <laughs> that actually did sound like a sponsor. Yeah, and good. right then would have been a good spot to have the road start playing oh, that yeah. bass intro. We can't oh, use it, though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> We can use stuff on the first album. We can have Porcahontas in there. Long story. I'm not going to get into it on here, but, you know, somebody else besides the band has to make money on the music. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much permission you have. The fine line between art and commerce. <laughs> yeah, which Once again. this ties in pretty good with what he's saying. He says, how, how to seek uh, opportunities for music and visual arts that weren't created to be commercial. Uh weren't created to be a commercial product to still be injected into movies, television, advertising, etc., and create a new revenue stream for the artist. So I think what he's asking, the way I interpret that is how does, how does an artist go about, you know, if you're a musician, how do you go about making money besides just uh, touring and selling albums and obviously your, your merch, but how, how do you use your music how can you license it? I guess. Yeah. And, well, that's one of my, there. that's one of my personal, you know, dreams. And one of my benchmarks of, of, uh, success for me personally, what I've always wanted to do. And that's have, have my song played on a soundtrack. Uh, maybe not, not even necessarily on the album, but prominent, like in a bar scene or, mm -hmm. um, you know, during a, a fight scene or something, <laughs> <laughs> you got the olive. I did. But that's I mean, why I had to get into Mike. But I think that's a, that's a good way. I, I think we've had some friends that's had their uh, like their concert posters and stuff, you know, been in some independent movies and why I didn't really 
generate money is still pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Um, there was a time back in the late nineties when the our second album come out, and I was trying real hard. I I got uh, tied in with this guy in Cleveland who was um, he, I think he started out as like a promoter, but then he kind of worked his way into uh, kind of band management, mm -hmm. and he'd gotten a few bands that were uh you know they were on side bands got them deals and <sighs> with a couple different movies one of them was one of the blade movies i cannot remember which oh, one really? it was like blade two maybe yeah. and was um, this cellbound no this is no. way before cellbound even oh, existed okay. so right. um and it was like uh <sighs> there was another movie too that was a little lesser known mm -hmm. but like the uh the blade movie they got a check for like you know there was a lot of zeros yeah you know it that's was really cool yeah so it was it was well over 100 grand wow yeah so holy moly yeah at the time it was something they really wanted to use i can't remember wish i could could remember remember what it was um and then another one was like 30 grand yeah for um yeah uh this lesser movie just to have this song in the yeah, it's weird to think about the budgets they have for these and like the astronomical amount they pay to use like Bob Dylan's song in this movie right, or right. or like uh yeah, all one of the iconic uh in the Watchmen. You a fan of the Watchmen? No, we talked about comic book I movies. Haven't watched stuff it yet. What? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. What? Well that that comic in particular set the bar for all future comics. Yeah. And uh the movie's a little different than the comic, but I mean it's polarizing, but I think it, it was a good representation yeah, of it. Yeah. But, but not to get off well, subject. Well, like like an Iron Man when in the original Iron Man one, when uh Ozzy uh was singing yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, I mean that, that that's I know an example. That was a good in chunk in of a Watchmen it was uh there was a scene where uh they do a flashback and it's in Vietnam and they're playing uh Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, yeah. You know? And yeah, it was just yeah. so, That's it's cool. an iconic I love that thing. Song. Yeah. You know, and I can just it see. It sets the mood. The music really does set the mood. Right. And you could just see when um, the director was was fleshing this out that that, there's just not another song that would have been more perfect for this. And it's just like, I, I'd be curious how much he had to pay Simon and Garfunkel for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd. I've heard some crazy numbers where it's like, you know, $10,000 a, a second, you know, and right. it's, it's, you know, that sounds astronomical. I know, but you know, they may only in, in movies, you're talking frames. Okay. You're, you're talking seconds. Uh, a lot of folks think, well, it's two two hour movie. They're going to need the whole song. No, they, they probably only need a bit of it. They may need some stingers on it. Uh, some different things to, to really fit the music. It may even need some composing added to it to lengthen the overall melody that isn't part of what was originally recorded. Right. And um, you think about a song that's become, when you think about a certain movie, you think about that song. Oh yeah. Like, uh, um, bring me back to life. Evanescence. Mm -hmm. you, that mm -hmm. automatically makes you think of daredevil. At least it does me. That was the first time I'd heard it. Of course it and, and they kind of got played out, but there's, uh, you know, devil's rejects, uh, Freebird. I mean, mm -hmm. there's just like there's oh, certain yeah, yeah, songs yeah. you hear, and it's just like it just reminds you of that. So you can see how important uh, that is to the another form of art. So how do music. how do we answer Ryan's question? How do how do we how do we encourage that? How do we tell people this is what you need to do? Because I I don't really know, but I would suspect it's a lot like when I sell visual art uh, through a license. You want to go through to publishing companies who deal with this sort of thing. Maybe, maybe when you're watching a movie, you look at the credits at the end. Again, I keep saying people need to look at the credits more because that's where all the information is. That's how the stuff was made. Yeah. And I, I don't um, think people, and I'm guilty of that too. Now, I mean, that's the kind of stuff back in the early nineties when I was really hungry that mm -hmm. I would do, I'd be like, well, maybe I'll be able to try to get a hold of this person and that person. And, yeah. And ask them. And, yeah. yeah. Just literally that's say, you Hey, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I, I want to know this question. Can you please help me? Because uh, I'm guilty I of music, that. You know, when I reached out to a deal to make the music for our podcast, yeah. it was it was literally just you know I wanted somebody to create it. I wanted somebody I knew, uh, not actually within our circles, because you know you and I could have put something together fairly easily. 
Uh, we've got lots of musicians here in our area, and I'm sure people listening, if they're looking for music, they have musicians nearby they can use to make what they want to make, and you can compensate that particular musician for what they've done. Um, I, I think it's important. I think it's a great way to, you know, we always say buy local, and we, <laughs> we never pay the talent. You know, it's always you're buying the store local, right. but you're not really paying the talent. So. Uh, well, and I'm sure they're looking, if the music's good, I'm sure a lot of times they're looking for something that they can use for certain scenes that they're not going, they're not going to have to pay me yeah, a half a million dollars exactly. for, for exactly. a song. Cause I didn't write welcome to the jungle, unfortunately, right, right, right. but you know, well, I did see something and this kind of ties in a little bit today with my theme of Britain and trying to get British culture into this somehow or some you know, trying to bring it out there. I'm, I'm moving my hands a lot. Care for a spot of tea. Yeah. It's uh okay, governor. That's, anyway. That's, <laughs> I didn't think mine could get any worse. Thank you for one up at me. You're Hold welcome. my martini. You are welcome. <laughs> um, I, I did learn uh, something I want to start doing is kind of a, uh, uh, this is hard to say. If, if you've never watched Cheers, you probably have no idea what I'm about to say. Norm. Yeah. But uh, in fact, the, Again, the Discord plug, Mike's Lounge. It's it's the place you can go where everybody knows your screen name. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, uh, at the bar at Cheers, there was a guy by the name of, of uh, Cliffy. Cliff. I wish we had a Cliffy. Yeah, he could be our fact checker. Exactly. So I wanted to bring in some a little bit of knowledge that I don't know how to how to describe this, but it's basically useful knowledge that you guys can use and. Um, useful that you can use that makes a lot of sense i get it but uh when we were talking about ryan's question i wanted to bring up that this day or this this week in history the beatles actually formed beatles limited it was a limited liability company so they could actually get paid correctly so i would encourage bands to look at setting up their their band as some sort of legal entity so that it doesn't belong to the singer or the guitar player or some guy who thinks he start the, started the band when he just brought Mike Cable and whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know but it then you end up having to pay the drummer like the rest of the musicians. Oh, you know the, yes. The, the, added, the added sting of, what? oh, why does this guy have to be here? But, oh, we would have no beat without him. <laughs> Being a drummer myself, I, uh, I just, you know. You guys are only there to protect us. You're you're the front line. <laughs> but yeah, the Beatles Beatles did that. Uh, so the British, they're British. They're from uh, where are they from exactly? Liverpool, right? Liverpool. That's the one. That's what I, I don't was even thinking. really like the Beatles. I didn't either. They're, I respect them. I do. I, I do too. It's kind of like Jackson Pollock. Oh, here we go. So we got our Jackson Pollock. <laughs> don't like them, but I know you know I respect them. But also this week in history, 1837. Queen Victoria, at 18 years of age, ascends British throne following the death of King William the Fourth. For real? She, yeah, yeah. She's she uh, she ruled for 63 years until 1901. 63 years. So that would have made her eight some, right? Yeah, she's if she was 18 when she's yeah, 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 60, 70, 80. But that's where we that. get that's where we coined the term Victorian age. So when you look at uh, furniture, it's Victorian. It's huh. It was part of that era, that 63-year era. Um, no relation that I know of. Uh, in fact, French, I should say, not English. But I want to throw this in there because it, it makes me think of something. And I'm not really sure how to take this. Uh, the last bourbon king of france i didn't know they had a bourbon king i don't really know what that means i haven't had time to look it up we and, need to do some research well i would have researched this but i i gotta throw this out there too and i will never sponsor these people if i am paid to do so spectrum internet went down on me again today three times i hate spectrum it goes down if it if it sprinkles outside I get nothing. Mine works great. Oh, I so hate I it. would I, I will plug it. them if they if they just pay my I'll internet. I'll plug bill. them. Lead. <laughs> no, that's not nice. I, I'm inciting violence. That's not right. Anyway, in 1825, the coronation of Charles the Tenth, not Charles X, not like Malcolm X or anything. <laughs> Charles the Tenth. He was the last Bourbon King. 
So if you know the answer to that question of yeah, why there's a know. bourbon king, I'd, I'd really like to know that. I want to know, too. Because uh, I like bourbon, obviously. We could be the <laughs> the, the Duke of Whiskey, maybe, down here. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the Lord of Lush. <laughs> so It just came out of my head, man. We, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, being able to get a, a painting or something into um, a movie? You know, you, oh, you watch yeah. watch The Sopranos. They're in there eating dinner all the time. What that, what if you had one? That's here? Good. What do you got to do to get that? That is really good. You know what, what was, kind of what kind of revenue stream can that make? I don't know, but I is is a wrong work for free. It's going to be hard to find out. Typing away on my keyboard here. I, uh, Music's a little easier to get res, uh, recognition in that kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah, you would have to. I think money would be a little more important, or or something with that because it's going to be hard for someone to look up. Hey, I wonder what that painting was. It was over Carmela's yeah. head. You know what I'm, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it, let's say, well, I, I have some reference here that we could probably use. All right, give it to me. Uh, every Saturday night at the Worth House, we have movie night. So last I've heard night, about this. yeah, last night was the upside at uh, Brian Cranston and that comedian. I can never remember his name. Oh, shoot. I don't, I don't have time to go look through the internet. Is it uh, Kevin Hart? Yes, that's it. Hi. Thank you. Good, good, good. Yeah. Kevin Hi. Hart and Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston plays a no fact checker. Yeah. Brian Cranston plays a uh, quadriplegic and he hires uh, that guy kevin hart <laughs> yeah i can't remember i seen name. kevin hart live Go he, ahead. he's a little guy and he is a tiny tiny man so um it's it's actually a really good show well uh brian cranston collects well his character collects um, meth. blue meth <laughs> no he collects really expensive artwork uh in one of the scenes he purchases a painting for eighty thousand dollars and it's you know it's right up there with jackson pollock in my my mind <laughs> I swear nobody's going to listen to this podcast if they know how much I don't like that kind of work. Anyway, uh, he, uh, Kevin Hart's character, Dell, his name is Dell in the movie. Uh, I remember that easy. I don't huh. know why. I haven't, I know the movie you're talking about. I haven't it's, seen it. It's actually a pretty good movie. I would recommend it. I, I would probably give it four out of five stars. So it's, it's one I would actually recommend. Interesting. Well, well worth the money to rent it or you can go see it. I don't, I don't think it's still in theaters, but uh, Dell paints a, a, a painting. <laughs> it's a, I don't want to mess up the context here, but you, you have to see the movie to understand the context, but it's, it's a Doberman Doberman, I should say, um, with a couple arrows and some different things. It's, uh, very modern, but during a party during Brian Cranston's character's birthday party, which he didn't want. One of his snooty neighbors in the building was there and he wanted to buy that painting or basically he talked about it with him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be a really good painting. And this kind of goes back to Alejandro, too, is about, uh, you know, is it discovered or not? You know, and here here this this character who was in prison for all these years and really wasn't qualified to be doing the job he was doing in the movie. Uh, was able to sell that painting for fifty thousand dollars. So it, it really it stung a little. <laughs> so, I know it's a movie. I get it, but it stung a little because you know. Why am I trying so hard? But does that right? does that scenario happen in real life? I'd say it, it, I, it might. Yeah, within some circles. But uh, to go back to what we were even talking about with this whole thing, somebody had to paint those. Yeah, that's why. And mm -hmm. somebody got paid because their painting was in there. And I would love to know who those paintings really belong to. I don't, I don't know. And how you go about that. You how that happens. Google it. <laughs> we, we need a documentary. Maybe we should make a documentary on that. That would be on fun. On how background things. Yeah. Movie, happen. movie art. That would be fun. Yeah. Actually. Wall art used in movies. Picture photos. Who got paid for what it? What about who photos? Yeah. There's always like stock photos of this damn, person. Damn, I always, Ryan, you, you just created a whole new circle of things well, to do. I always think of that. I'm like, like, Oh, what was I watching the other day? Um, well, yeah, I actually, I, I finished through. Uh, Speaking of finish. I watched The Sopranos <laughs> this month, and I watched the last one last night. Joe Nindo, he drank it right there. You need to take it right there and just drink so, it. 
So they were looking at old photos, and I was thinking, you know, somebody had to take an old photo oh, yeah. of that person that he had in his collection, and then they put it, they photoshopped that in, in there with this oh, yeah. old car, and they did all that. There was work involved. And they did that, that for, that was all this, this hours of work went into this at least for oh, a yeah. three-second flash on the screen. But yeah, how, cool, yeah, how yeah. cool is that? That is pretty cool. I would like for you to finish that particular martini so that we can have a beer. While you, I, 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 I don't know. I'm you trying. can, you can do it. Oh, not long. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Anyway, uh, one more, one more this week in history. I think this is kind of fun. 1969. Good year. Good year. I wasn't born that year. I wasn't around yet. But 200,000 people attended the Newport 69 festival in Northridge, California. Never heard of it. Jimi Hendrix was there. Guess how much he got paid to show up? Five grand. $120,000 in 1969. Wow. Can you believe that? You could wow. buy a car for 2500 bucks, a new one, a nice one. You could buy a home for $16,000 in this area for that kind of money. A home that would sell today for over $100,000 in this area. That's impressive. $120,000 in 1969. To show up at the Northridge, California, Newport 69 Festival. How many tickets did he have to sell, I wonder? Uh, (laughs) Well, there was, (laughs) how many did he have to sell, right? There were 200,000 people who attended. So, I mean, that's, you know, almost a dollar for each person who was there. I, you know. How much were tickets back then? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I got to my olive. Oh, yeah. Eat that olive. It's good olive. Do you think it holds up? You know, does it hold any alcohol? Because I don't know. I like eating the olive afterwards. Tiny little bit in there. Yeah. But see, doesn't that last pretty good? You, you look like you're about ready to hurl. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> He's not sure. I will tell you, these these martini glasses go back a long time. Well, now I'm filled. They, they do. They are Prohibition era martini glasses. Believe it. I don't right. believe that. That's what they, the, that was twenties, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> What's the date on the prohibition? We'll, we'll do that another day. Well, there was the Twenty First Amendment that you know came around. I think it was nineteen thirty one. So I, I yeah, it was the twenties. I don't know how long. I have to look. You, you just you stump me all the time. December fifth comes up in my so head, that, that's, and April seventh comes 5th, up. D Day, or is that the seventh? That's the seventh. December seventh is uh, wait. That's the day D-Day. that would no, it's That's not D-Day. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, yeah, yeah. The day that would live in infamy, infamy, which we yeah, D Day just happened. Aren't, aren't getting yeah, uh, victory over Europe Day. Anyway, we're getting off topic. So anyway, this week in history, I, I gave you those uh, the Beatles. That's something good, uh, good to go. But um, with my love of the United Kingdom, I got to break this to you. I'm I'm taking my wife to London in December. Are you really? I am. Wow, it's, that's awesome. We decided not to fix the Jeep. Yeah. Man, life's about experiences. It dude. is. It is. I want to go pumped. there. You know, I want to. That's on my list. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to make some type of European trip this year. Just yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're not going to do the, the real, you know, touristy thing. We're going to see the things we want to see, obviously, uh, that are open that time of year. Uh, but we're going to ring in the new year while we're there. Oh, wow. Uh, that'll be fun. Under Big Ben. How sweet would that well, be? That, I'm glad you brought that up. Big Ben. Do you think of the tower or do you think of the bell? I think of the clock. Yeah. No. The bell is Big Ben. Did you know that? I, I knew it was all created. It's, it's called Elizabeth Tower. I actually have a, a pen and ink drawing of that. But, I, I know. I've know. seen it. Yeah, it's pretty that's cool. It's pretty cool. But that's that's the whole idea. I want to go over there and experience some stuff. I want to look at some, some art that's over there. Uh, Are we going to do a podcast while you're over there? I'm going to try. I've got some friends over there. Um, uh, I don't want to say. Let me know what day so I can fly over. Yeah, I don't want to say their names. Mason is one of them. I don't want to say his last name, but he's a great photographer. uh, Lives in Devon. Uh, I'm going to hopefully try to get him pinned down long enough to do a a little little thing. Um, I got that on YouTube goes by Made Up Universe. I may try to get him uh, pinned down one day. He's, He's so full of energy. And uh, I just don't even compare, but 
it'd be fun for me and him to, to get together, do some things. Um, but yeah, the whole idea is to take the wife over, let her, let her experience it. I get to experience it. It's fun. I, I'm just, uh, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to English culture and, and all that. I, I'm, I probably shouldn't be this geeked out over it, to be honest with you. No, I think so. But, I think uh, you should. It, it's, I find that, that, that place, it, you know, it's, I find it fascinating because it's just so old. Oh yeah. You think of, yeah. Yeah. The tower of London was like 1074, right. something like that. But that it's, that's really what made me want to do this. Cause I want to go see the Ravens. I don't know that they come out in the wintertime very much over there. They may not be out. I don't know, but beef eater gin. That's the whole impetus of this entire podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Was beef eater gin. Cause the beef eaters are the ones who uh, guard uh, London Tower. So there you go. That's why I started. I have a motive. I do. There's always a method. There, so yeah. Is that why this, what's up with the hidden beer? Yeah. The, that what the we're hidden to? beer. It actually is a two-parter for us. Um, we both like metal. I do. And I love, obviously, English culture. So if I were to have a beer right now that exemplifies British culture and heavy metal, who do you think it would be? Uh, something to do with Iron Maiden. Oh, you saw him. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I swear did. I didn't. You had this. I swear to God. All right. What else is more classical? Uh, Trooper beer. Oh, see? see? I did not see it. Right. I'm going to pour yours. Better not pour me very much or to go to waste. Well. You, I need very little. Okay. I've drank this martini. Right. And I feel kind of funny like when I used to climb the rope in gym class. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a nice collar. It is a very nice collar. I'll talk more about it here. There you go. Just there. <laughs> I was thinking. I probably I won't. Unless it tastes like Doom Pedal. I like that Doom Pedal, and I hate beer. It's like, well, they got a lot of dead air on their podcast today. Well, yeah. Nobody cares. This is, this is a great caller, though. Listen to this. I don't know if you can hear that at all. It's, it's ASMR for four of you. Um, it's very rich looking. It is very rich. It's it's like when you haven't went to the bathroom all day and you drank yeah. coffee and you didn't go. It's it's an uh, amber That's going to make it go down a lot better. Yeah. How long do we got left to sit? Uh, I'm just screwing around with you. Uh, you can drink it now if you want. Um I'm looking. I. That's a cool can. It is a cool can. I've had this before. I've done some uh, photography of it. Uh, and the can even talks about the Trooper, how it came to be, you know, the onward onward road to 600. So if you, if you don't know the story of Trooper, look it up. Does it got pumpkin in it? It does not. It smells like there's pumpkin. It's only 4.7% uh, 4. by volume. So it's uh, it's not a strong beer. It's, it's actually one pint. It's uh, made in Cheshire, England. Uh, Where are the cats from? Cheshire cat, maybe. It's charged with flavor. That's what it says. Uh, have you you've drank this before? I have. I I got it in the bottle. I've never had it in the can. Ah! <laughs> 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 All right. So Paul's drinking his out of a, a Guinness tulip glass because that's what I had, and I'm drinking mine out of a Nonic style. Uh, beer glass because it's the only one i have left but uh, is there a reason why it's uh fluted as it is or uh, flavor smell it actually makes a difference yeah i think so yours does too i mean it has, it has the same kind of effect so what do you think it's got a nice really nice aroma it does smell good um, it smells pumpkin-y to me a little bit or something. really there's yeah. something there i can't yeah i like it i do like it it's one of the better smelling beers i've ever i've ever inhaled it tastes terrible, but but it it smells great. It you really does. You really don't like the flavor. And let, let me take. Let me get one real good. It's let me get it real. While he's drinking that, it's malty. It's got a really nice stickiness to it. It's not over the top. It's not real hoppy. It's hoppier than what the general population would consider hoppy. Uh, for those of us who drink uh, ales on a regular basis, or even craft beer here in the United States. It's it's actually very easy. 
I don't hate it. So that's a that's a pretty ringing endorsement for yeah, me. Yeah. But but I mean the dude flies planes. You know, he plays in front of thousands of people. I, and he makes beer. He made this himself, you think? Yeah, it's his 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 thing. Yeah. So I'm pretty impressed. It's been around for a little while. Trooper beer. He also pulls guys up on stage if they if they mosh in the women. You don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw him at yeah, the Rosa. He pulled a guy up on stage, beat him up. It was oh, awesome. Awesome. But uh it, it the aftertaste isn't bad. The initial hit isn't bad. That's a that's two things that really turn me off about beer in general. Mm-hmm. Um just the middle flavor is just yeah. I just don't well, I wanted to do this first, but you've probably heard the, the, uh, I guess, rule of beer before liquor makes you sicker. So I thought maybe I'd get you started on the liquor first, and then we would go to beer. Because it is, I, I think it's pretty good. I, You know, I don't hate it. If I had to, I, maybe I'm starting to get a uh, tolerance yeah. for it, because I can, I don't think I could have took two big drinks of this before and yeah. not gagged, but yeah, I don't hate it for, for the if folks. I had to drink one, if I had to sit here and drink and have a conversation with you and I was forced to it and I couldn't get, <laughs> and like I, you are now you're locked in the room and we're <laughs> just kind of doing our thing. I'm recording every moment. And you said, Paul, you got to drink beer. And I said, well, do you got a, not your father's root beer. That's ice cold. And oh, you said, gross. cause that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. That's the only beer. I'm getting a palate idea. That's right a, now. That's the only beer I've ever been able to drink start from finish Ooh. and actually liked it until it started to get it warm. <laughs> Not your father's root beer. Now, the other root beer beer, I uh, forget what it's called, but it sucks. But the Not Your Father's, I really liked. Yeah. Yep. As long as it's ice cold. Oh, gross. So if I couldn't get my hands on that <laughs> or a doom pedal, I could probably choke down a doom pedal. Do you know why it has to be ice cold? Your taste buds can't perceive flavor under 31 and a half degrees, I believe it is. Really? Yeah, don't quote me on the degrees, but it's like thirty some degrees. Yeah. If you get the if you get the liquid extremely cold. I just like which it. Which is why like. the big three would like for you to drink it cold, because their shit tastes like shit. I mean, it really does. Let it warm up. But now quote <laughs> me if I'm wrong, all the beer you're gonna be drinking over in London's all room temperature, right? I mean, ain't that how it's supposed to be or something? No, it's not like what we're drinking right now. It's it's proper temperature. What's proper temperature? What you're drinking. <laughs> it's been sitting on ice for uh, about an hour, almost an hour. So that's cold, cold, but not too cold. Yeah, it's the right temperature. It's about 40 degrees. That way you can taste it. <laughs> What's the point in drinking beer if you can't taste it? I thought it was supposed to be. You Might know, as well have vodka and just keep taking shots. <laughs> let's do this. No, I thought it was supposed to be room temperature. Uh, no, no, no. But, it, you know, I. To me, I can gauge a good beer by can it warm up, and I still want to drink it. Right. To me, that's a that's a good beer. Um, you know, so you like mead. I do. I love oh. mead. You know, Justin makes mead. Yes, I've had some. It's good stuff. Our friend Justin Nisley makes this. Just make some of hot peppers or something. Oh yeah, she's so freaking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have some of that. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit silly. All right. Well, um, where are we at? What are we talking about? So now that we've talked about my, yeah, we're, we're getting close to the end and, and we just started a beer. So yeah, but we drank martinis. I drank yeah. a whole martini. This that is, is pretty first. good. I'm yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to keep you here for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'll be all right. I mean, yeah. I'm seeing things, but I mean, you're supposed to do a sea drink. No. Anyway. Uh, have you ever heard the word gastropub? Is that where they just, Pump alcohol into your intestines. It it is something like that. <laughs> no, what is it? It's not. It it uh, it was first coined in England, right back. I want to say in the nineties. A couple of guys decided they were you know the the pubs over there didn't the food wasn't spectacular. You know, it was fish like and, fish chips, and right? chips and you know just pub grub, right? And they wanted to add more offerings. You know, more like a restaurant less like a pub, but still maintain the pub atmosphere. Some people don't like that. Like Max and Irma's. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like Max and Irma's for here. Um, there's a place in Columbus I love called the Crest uh, Gastro Pub. 
They're on Indianola Avenue and Crestview on the corner. Familiar with the area. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, really good. Uh, in fact, that's that's where I've had Trooper for the first time. Um, but the it's a play on words. And this also came up in Mike's Lounge today on Discord. Uh, a friend of mine said we should talk about gastronomy. And my first thought was gastronomy. That's, that's a word that most people, or a lot of people, I don't want to say most people, because I'm, I'm just, I'm assuming everybody's an idiot and I don't want to do that. But gastronomy sounds like the study of farts. <laughs> it, it does. It does. <laughs> so, uh, but it's not. It's actually uh, what we're doing right now. We're having a couple drinks and we're talking. We're just sharing stuff. We're talking about things. It's, you know, that makes us gastronomists. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're basically just, we're taking part in the act of eating and drinking while we're doing something in terms of conversation, getting out, doing our thing. So, um, a gastro pub is a place where you do that, have some good food other than just the, you know, fish and chips and you just enjoy good booze. So, what came up in this conversation today on Discord, though, was maybe we could talk about farts. And I struggled with that a little bit because I don't want to talk about farts. It's nasty. It's gross. I mean, we all do it. I was going <laughs> to, except for my wife, I've heard her fart like once. And she's going to be so mad that I've even said that on radio or on the, <laughs> on the, the podcast here. Um, but, but, you know, gastronomy right it makes sense what well, does and and this what we're doing in essence brings us full circle on this whole british themed podcast episode 13 lucky number 13 where i sit and try to describe for the average listener who's trying to figure out why why does this guy have a show <laughs> Why? Well, because everybody gets a show. All you yeah. do is publish it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what? what's the point? What's the point in all this? What, what does it have to do with art? We've talked about art a little bit, but this, this is very important to me, and I'm trying to get it out. I don't know how to say it, but when mankind sits down, and they have for centuries, has a drink, and they just talk, that is so much better than turning on your television and mind-numbingly watching something, you know? Right. Uh, get out and see other people. Talk to people. Talk about things. Go to the gastropub. Have something to eat, you know? Um, I think it's fun. And that's really what made me start this podcast. And I probably should have done an introduction. People said I should have. Uh, some other channels do. Um, I'm sure Dax did when he did his, which is, uh, Dax Shepard, uh, our buddy, not our buddy, but help me here. What's his show? Armchair X-Pod. No, that's his, <laughs> my brain is I'm toast. Yeah. We're, we're in this about an hour, but, uh, armchair expert. That's it. Armchair expert is his, and he's got a fact checker, and he just talks about stuff. I like his show, I do, but um, he doesn't. He doesn't drink anymore, so <laughs> so he's dead to us. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. He's oh, always walking, he's always walking on the show. I'll make him coffee or tea or whatever you know you might want. There's other drinks that spurn on, you know, oh, the yeah, coffee yeah, shops yeah, are a yeah, big thing coffee, too. You yeah, know? yeah, we could, you know, that's the thing too, the the lounge. I don't want anybody to think they have to drink alcohol because that's not the important part. The important part is sitting down to have something to drink and eat maybe. Am I losing you right now? Because I'm, I'm looking into your dark eyes. <laughs> help me, help I thought, me. I think I'm a little buzzed. No, I, uh. I don't feel where you're coming from. Do you like the beer? I don't it, hate it. Is it grown on you? No. It's a good fall beer, isn't it? To I, fall down to or to, for fall? <laughs> to because fall. it's it's summer. Aut autumn, I should say. 
I think it'd be nice to sit outside with a fire and trees are changing colors and I'd rather have a fountain coke. I I can see that. With rum? No, no <laughs> rum. <not. laughs> uh, when when we when we do our uh on location thing. Yes. You must drive. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Cuz uh I'm not going to Yeah, we got to talk about that here off the air. Yeah, cuz we got one coming up. That would be fun. So, yeah. Did you enjoy the episode? I hope you did. Um I know I did. I, I did. I'm I'm really enjoying this beer. I haven't had true beer in a while, and it oh. I like it. Uh, you take my life, and I'll take yours too. Dun, 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 dun. All right. So anyway, oh yeah, great song. <laughs> uh, you know what? What are your plans? I guess I should ask everybody listening right now. What are your plans in terms of where you want to go? What you want to do? How you want to do these things? If you're an artist, you need to get out and get FaceTime with people. Uh, I think it's really important for you to understand that your art needs discovered. Going back to Alejandro's question, you're only creating it if you're staying at home and not sharing it with anybody else. So if you're in your basement playing the bass guitar or your guitar yeah. or whatever, it's just being it's just being created. It's not being discovered. Get it out there. Make it discovered. Make people see it. You know, get yourself the exposure that you need to, to get out there and be seen. I don't, I'm not one of those people that believe in exposure. That's for another show, but I do believe that you must get your stuff out there. Nobody's going to know. So I think that really answers Alejandro's question. And by that same token, networking, uh, by being in the pubs and, yes. and having discourse with people is uh, probably more valuable than yeah. Facebook posts. A lot of times. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And you don't have to go and get, shit faced you know although if you're with me i don't mind we right. can do that uh you know i'm a, i've been around for a while just like so. anything else uh art business anything in life it's about relationships it and, is um you know the relationships and the people that you meet face to face and and have these talks and and these kind of talks just like what we're having now but it's over a uh you know a cheeseburger and yeah, and a couple yeah, of beers. Yeah. It's it just it means it means more than than some of these other ones through social media. A lot of times, Absolutely. not to say that 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 isn't valid too, but there's just they didn't need it before social media, so we don't exactly. need it now. That's that's really the the bottom line. You just you got to get out there and enjoy your life, enjoy things, take a trip. I can't wait to London. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in London or in the vicinity. I would love for you to hit me up. We'll try to do something while we're there. Uh, I'm going to be there after Christmas and through the new year. Uh, I'm going to stay about a week, I think. I was going to stay two, but I don't know. I may stay two. I may never come back. Actually. Yeah, I mean, you know how it goes. <laughs> my, There's uh, a lot to see. My great-grandfather, so many greats. I, I'm not even going to try to attempt how many greats it is. Left in 1723, 1722 from Cambridgeshire, England. And uh, made it to the new world and want to be part of the colonization of this part of the world. And uh, his grandchildren decided to commit treason and <laughs> and uh, fight for independence, which, you know, is why I can call myself a citizen of the United States and visit London instead of being a citizen. Right. <laughs> but anyway. Instead of visiting the motherlander. <laughs> right, right. Anywho. Uh, that's really all I got, Paul. You got anything else? No, I'm a happy camper, man. Let's I'm going to finish let's, my beer. Let's, uh, it's like I mentioned to you at the start, this two year anniversary of my, oh, uh, yeah. my, my bike crash. And, yeah. and, uh, if I can leave anybody with anything, it's, it's, uh, since then I just look at every day, like, uh, it's bonus time. And if it's not fulfilling me, if it's not exciting me, if it's not something that, that, that I really want to do then then why am I doing it? Yeah. So, and that's kind of how I've been the last two years. I got a lot less tolerance for bullshit in yeah. a lot of areas. And yep. Not to say I don't do things I don't want to do because as we beat, we beat that horse dead here, you know, we got to work and we got to do this and that, but, um, you know, life, life can end in an instant. So, you know, finish that project, do that thing that you have been thinking about doing, you know? Yep create and make sure it's discovered 
don't don't hide it exactly put it out there so thank you alejandro for the question that really had some pretty good impact on me uh specifically uh something that i want to think even more about after this show uh thanks paul for coming and hanging out and basically let me make you a dirty martini and uh Playing that, playing that guinea pig part. I, I really enjoy these things. I, I like I that. Just, I enjoy this. this I like getting these questions from from people. Alan, and, and Ryan, and um, Ryan. Yeah, um, yeah. Ryan, Ryan had a really good topic. Um, something I wish I could answer better for people. Well, if but, somebody's got any ideas on on ways we can market our our photos, our yeah. paintings, our music, yeah. and ways that we haven't talked about or thought yeah. about, that's think of the licensing opportunities yes. that you can make with your art. Not just the physical sale of the art and all that. So, without further ado, I'm going to let this show go. We are a little over an hour. I'll probably cut it down to about an hour somehow. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something about a dirty martini. Go out and pick her up. Pick a blah 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 blah. That's easy for yeah, you to say. Yeah. Go out and pick up a four pack of pint cans or bottles of Trooper. And it's not terrible. No, it's not. It's actually pretty it's, good. I like it a It smells lot. good. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. See you, Paul. Hey, I'll see you. <laughs>